What's happening, Hardscapers? This is episode 80 of the How to Hardscape podcast, where we talk to you about how you can start and grow your hardscaping business. And today, we're going to get into the process of the renting versus owning analysis, when to decide to make a purchase on a piece of equipment, and how to budget that into your business, drawing off our previous episode about budgeting. A lot of it has to do with your risk tolerance in your business and in your life, but regardless, it is important to do some sort of calculation in your business to decide when you should purchase a piece of equipment or when you should continue renting or should be renting in your business for that piece of equipment. Otherwise, you're quickly going to get into debt and personally I am against debts but I'm not necessarily against the 0% financing and using that as a tool to your advantage but not drowning in debt and getting in over your head because we had to factor in these points in times where there is a market downturn and we need to acknowledge those and to understand that that is eventually going to impact our business at some point in time so without further ado Here's our episode on renting versus owning equipment. So the basis of this episode is about really knowing your numbers and taking good financial documents of times that you rented a specific piece of equipment so that you can go back in time and to understand how much you spent in renting that piece of equipment and to compare it to what it would cost to actually purchase that piece of equipment and how long that piece of equipment is going to last you and comparing all these numbers so that you can understand when it's financially viable and financially makes more sense to actually own that piece of equipment. This really begins with budgeting and setting goals in your business. If you don't have a budget by now in your business, howtohardscape.com slash budget, use that tool. It will really help you to get a good overall picture of your business and to not only understand your overhead expenses, your labor costs, your cost of goods sold, your profit margin, but also understand where you sit in your business and where you can move forward in your business by setting those goals and understanding that this year, these are the moves we're going to make in our business in order to uh, move forward and, and to ensure that those goals are being reflected in the quotes that you're actually sending out. This all comes down to knowing your numbers and you wouldn't invest money in a business or a stock in a company that didn't know their numbers didn't know their financials so don't invest in your business until you know your numbers and know your financials so to get this out of the way my personal thoughts of renting uh, versus owning a piece of equipment is that i am a fan of renting until it no longer makes financial sense so we're going to get into a lot of this in this episode but I do like renting and for a variety of reasons being that it really allows you to try out a bunch of different pieces of equipment, sizes, brands, models, so that you can really make an informed decision later on in your business when you go to purchase that piece of equipment. Uh, You can also go the route of being able to schedule a demo of that piece of equipment when you go to purchase it so you know for sure that that's the, the piece that you want. It also comes down to evaluation of what you spent last year in in your equipment. And again, that goes back on what I was just saying, but you need to evaluate these numbers to understand 
when it's financially viable to purchase that equipment and knowing how many days that you use that piece of equipment the prior year so that you can understand how much uh, use you can get out of that piece of equipment. Owning a piece of equipment should be put to use. It is an asset in your business for its productivity, but it is a depreciating asset. It's not going to go up in value. It's going to go down in value. So you really should be owning that piece of equipment because you're going to put it to use more often than not. That it's going to improve your efficiency, improve productivity because it is a depreciating asset. It's going to go down in value. And that cost of that machine is more than just the price tag of that machine. There's so many more costs that go into the ownership of that machine that you should understand a little bit further. Now, I'm also a big fan of having a piece of equipment on site that's going to make your life, your cruise life easier. So that's not really a debate between renting versus owning, but uh being able to improve efficiency, improve productivity, but also to ensure that you're not straining yourself for the years to come or your crew self. So this isn't a debate about whether or not you should have that machine or equipment on your site. It's a debate of whether or not you should rent it or own it. If you're owning it, it is an overhead expense and it should be included into your budget at the beginning of the year if you're planning to purchase it throughout that year at some point. Now, if you're gonna purchase it or you're putting it aside to purchase at the end of the year so that you have the full year to go through to then decide if you wanna purchase it to reduce your tax bill for the next year or, or in that current year paying taxes the next year, then I wouldn't include it. Uh, that's a judgment call, but it doesn't make sense to incorporate that cost into every quote that's going out for that year if that piece of equipment is not gonna be used on any of those jobs throughout the year. Now, when looking at the price tag for a piece of equipment and understanding how much that machine is costing you each and every year comes down to a simple calculation. The cost of machine minus the resale value after you have used that machine divided by the estimated years of use you're going to get out of that machine. So how many years are you going to use it for? At what point are you going to resell it? What is its resale value? That's going to give you the cost per year or the cost per season that that piece of machine or that equipment is going to cost you. The resale value is in there to take note of depreciation on that asset. Now you can take this one step further and once you have the yearly amount, you can divide that into weeks that you budget in your season to understand how much that machine costs you per week. You can also divide it by working days to understand that a little bit further as well. This can give you a cost for that machine per day. It gives you a nice, easy number to work with to compare it to what it would cost you to rent. Now, if we don't understand the total cost of that machine, the hidden cost behind it, that machine per day cost is definitely going to be lower than the rental cost. Especially if you're renting that piece of equipment, more than 50% of how many days are in your season. So what are those true costs of ownership? The first one we're going to get into is just maintenance and repairs. I am not a fan of spending time on maintenance and repairs. That's why I lean more towards renting. But if it makes sense to purchase, I purchase. Maintenance and repairs should be budgeted on an ongoing basis. And understanding that as your equipment gets older, 
the cost of maintenance is going to increase. So when you're budgeting for this, you can calculate the maintenance and repairs and as, as an increasing percentage year after year as an overhead expense. How you go about this is a judgment call in your business, but you can consult other people in the industry. You can ask the equipment dealer what that typically looks like in terms of maintenance, how much that costs in repairs, how much that costs as a percentage of the machine year after year. Or you can just start out with a certain percentage and move your way up each and every year. Make sure that you're increasing that percentage of maintenance year after year. So if the first year you're, you're budgeting 1% of that total cost of the machine, as maintenance and repair costs, then the next year would be 2%, the year after 3%, the year after 4%. So that, that maintenance, that repair cost is increasing year after year because it will as the machine gets older. And that comes down to also to whether or not to buy new or used. A new piece of equipment is going to have less costs in maintenance and repairs, but it's going to cost more. Whereas a used piece of equipment is going to have, is going to cost less, but it's going to cost more in maintenance and repairs and especially downtime as well that needs to be figured into it. So you should really have a good idea before you purchase machi your machine, how much this maintenance is going to cost in terms of the time spent maintaining it, whether it's a crew member or whether it's yourself maintaining it. Do not discount your time. Your time is valuable. So if you are going to be the one maintaining it, that is definitely a costly thing to go through, especially considering your salary that came into budgeting as well. But also think about the cost of goods that will go into that, such as grease, oil, hydraulic fluid, tracks whenever they need to be replaced, how often, what is the quantity, and what is that total cost for those maintenance and repairs going forward. Now I mentioned downtime, and that is anytime a machine breaks down and needs to be repaired, whether that's on-site or off-site. If it's on site and can be repaired by you yourself or one of your crew members, it'll save you the cost of transportation, but it will cost you a loss of time by those that crew member or yourself and loss of productivity, labor time, uh, labor cost to spend time repairing that on a project. If it needs to be repaired off-site, then you're going to have the cost of transportation on top of that. What is that going to cost? As well as the added costs to replace that machine, and you're likely bringing in a rental machine at that point. So the downtime is also something that needs to be considered, and also much like maintenance, that's going to only increase as the machine gets older. I mentioned transportation and this is going to vary depending on your business, the piece of equipment that you're purchasing. For your first piece of equipment, it may mean an added upfront cost of purchasing a trailer to transport that piece of equipment. Maybe even a truck. If a trailer is already owned in your business, then there's not likely a upfront investment into one that you need to really consider, but you may need to consider that it's going to take you another trip to get out to a job site if you're hauling more than one piece of equipment with just one truck and trailer. So as your inc equipment increases, so do your trucks, trailers, which are also equipment, things that you need to calculate as well. Likely you're not going to be renting a truck and trailer, but it's just something to be considered. There's also an added cost with that transportation that should be accounted for, such as breakdowns in the transportation, flat tires, maintenance on your truck and trailer, 
all of that needs to be factored into it as well. But as a percentage in terms of how often you are transporting that piece of equipment as opposed to everything else that you do in that truck and trailer. Again, I mentioned labor. This came up in discussing downtime, maintenance and repairs. It's definitely going to add up in cost for that piece of equipment with labor going into those maintenance repairs for the downtime that might happen and having to go get a piece of equipment to replace it as a rental. So lots of hidden costs in terms of labor, but at least maintenance and repairs, if they're done by yourself or a uh, crew member or employee, that can be factored into it as well. It is important to budget in that labor and how many hours you're going to spend per week to help maintain that piece of equipment so that it's going to work well for you year after year and you're going to want to make that investment with labor but don't discount your time or one of your employees time to do this this should be built in to the cost of ownership do not say that as an owner you're just going to maintain it on the weekend and that's going to save you the cost of layer and by doing so you are really just working for free at a discounted value now this might be more of a personal thing in terms of this is something that you really enjoy doing but regardless you are working in a business you are working for your business to move forward and this does need to be calculated into that labor that's going into that machine and as a as a cost of ownership in that machine now my next point is storage and much like transportation did this depends on your business whether you already own or rent a space to be able to store that piece of equipment whether you use your house your house your own home has a space for it to live but regardless that space should be calculated into the into the cost of ownership much like transportation did like how much percent of space do you use for storing it and how much does that cost you because that is a cost of ownership that needs to be calculated in because that space could be used for something else in your business to occupy it's the same thing that would go into taxes so if you're using your own home how much percentage of space of your home are you using and then you deduct it off your taxes that amount should be calculated into your budget as a storage cost and that goes into the cost of ownership of the machine or maybe you need to rent out a storage space and that is a, a big upfront cost in addition to possibly a trailer that you need to purchase in addition to that cost of machine or equipment the price tag on it so all of these are hidden costs that will definitely add up and if you already have the resources to store it it should still be calculated as a percentage that goes into owning that piece of equipment insurance is also one that you will want to contact your insurance company and ask them how much it would cost to insure a piece of equipment prior to purchasing it so that you can include that number in your budget and to understand how much this is going to cost you so that you can compare it to the cost of renting Potential theft is also something that you should consider. Uh, it definitely happens. Definitely see it, you know, skyrocket at certain points of time. Uh, so something that you need to consider is potential theft of that piece of equipment that you have insurance for it. What is the likelihood of that happening? What is that impact on your insurance? What does that impact on yourself and the lost time that goes into that? Lots to consider with in terms of ins insurance and breakdowns, potential theft everything that goes with that insurance. And then the final expense, fuel. Again, a calculated budgeted amount that you believe you would be using in terms of fuel usage 
for the season so that you can include that into the cost of the machine for that season into your budget. And if you add up all of these expenses and a lot of them being based on estimates or just talking to your peers and understanding what they budget for that and what goes into their thought process on these things, what they spent on them, you can incorporate this all into your budget and you can use this cost per season break that down into days weeks months and then really understand if you can rent that piece of equipment cheaper than you would cost to purchase that piece of equipment now obtaining rental numbers is as easy as just contacting a local company and understanding what their rates are what their insurance covers if that's built into the rates and considering if you need additional insurance on top of that and then you have the easy rental numbers that you can then kind of budget in terms of how many days you need that specific piece of equipment on a job would it be a week on a job how would that rental break down for you in terms of being able to figure out what that rental cost is going to be for the entire season. Alternatively, if you've already rented that piece of equipment that you're considering purchasing this year and you purchased, you rented it all last year, you can just compare, add up those numbers and compare them to this year. Of course, understanding that if you rented a mini skid steer, if you rented a skid steer, if you rented an excavator, those costs should be separated within themselves so that you can compare uh, apples to apples. Now, I really like comparing the previous year's numbers because it kind of tells you the projection of what this year is going to bring in your business if you don't already have a significant amount of work lined up because you know that your business has done this in the past and this is your business model moving forward. But if you are immediately deciding whether you need to rent or own this piece of equipment based on where you want your business to go, you need to understand that that needs to reflect in your business, in your business model, in the projects that you take on, in the projects that you're marketing to, into the people that you're marketing to and in the branding of your business. As you scale up your business, so too should the projects that are coming in to compensate for that because with equipment ownership comes more overhead expenses, which means it costs more for you to show up to a job which means you are pricing yourself out of certain markets. So if you specialize in lift and relays, repair work that really just doesn't require a whole lot of machinery and you go out and you purchase a piece of equipment, you likely are, if you're pricing your projects properly, you're pricing yourself out of those projects. So you need to be prepared for that growth. Be prepared for that extra marketing to get more of those projects that you are aiming for and be prepared that you need to adjust your business model to meet that. So the advantages of equipment ownership include that you own a piece of equipment. You own that asset in your business. It is a depreciating asset, but it is nonetheless an asset that you can go ahead and sell at any point in time as long as there's demand in the market for it. It is also a convenience factor of having that piece of equipment always on site, always there for you if you need it. You're not worrying about a rental business not having it in stock for you at a certain point in time. You're not having to take time to make that call to rent it out and the logistics around ensuring that that's gonna show up on site or that you're going to have to send somebody to go pick it up and then drop it off when you're done or make that call to have it come picked up. Lots 
of logistics that go around to renting a piece of equipment and ensuring that it's going to be there. So there is a convenience factor with owning a piece of equipment. Also, the efficiency that it affords you with that convenience and that you are you know that that equipment is always going to be available for you for your projects. It also adds a little bit of professionalism, especially if you can brand that piece of equipment for your business, add some of your company stickers to it, personalize it for your business, adds a little bit more professionalism to you and your business. Now, some disadvantages that come with equipment ownership include that it is a depreciating asset, as we've mentioned, and it is not 100% tax deductible. Of course, you should consult an accountant on that. That's going to vary from region to region, state to state, province to province, whatever it may be. But it is treated as a depreciating asset on your balance sheet and in during tax time, which means you don't deduct all of those costs. The hidden costs of ownership can really add up and it needs to be factored in for your budget so that you can recoup those costs. Otherwise, they're coming out of your profits. They're coming out of your paycheck. So budgeting for those costs is, is incredibly important. Which machine to purchase for your projects is also a disadvantage because maybe you can't afford to have every piece of equipment that you necessarily need. So jumping in and purchasing that first piece of equipment, you want to make sure it's the right piece of equipment depending on the jobs that you are bringing in or the jobs that you're projecting to bring in. So it does lack the versatility that renting allows you, but it is still a machine that you are hopefully strategically choosing based on the projects that you are bringing in, based on the access that you typically have on these projects in your area that you are marketing. Which brings me to the rental advantages, being that it is 100% deductible as a cost of sale on a project. Again, consult an accountant on this if you're unsure. Uh, it's easier to incorporate into an estimate so you know how many days you'll need it on site, and then you can just incorporate it quite easily into that estimate. You don't have to go through the, all these costs of ownership and incorporating all those and budgeting for those in your budget. It's an overhead expense. This is a cost of sale item that gets incorporated into the estimate that you send out. It's also, it allows you some flexibility so you can choose the machine that you want based on the access that you have for a project or based on its intended use for that project. It also allows you flexibility in terms of the projects that you take on. So I already mentioned before that you, by purchasing a piece of equipment, you might be pricing yourself out of work that you've previously done. So being able to just rent allows you to just vary the different types of jobs that you take on in your business. Now, this can be also considered a, a con of renting as well. Maybe it's better that you're just hyper-focused on a certain customer, a certain build, a certain project set so that it helps your business branding. It shows the quite easily the type of work that your business takes on, but it's, again, a personal preference in terms of that. It finally helps you try out different models, sizes, brands, and it helps you make an informed decision in your business when you do go to purchase. And then a couple rental disadvantages include that there is no ownership involved. You're just renting. That cost is coming out of your projects. There is an inconvenience factor if the equipment is not available for rent during a certain time when you need it. it could be quite stressful for you on a project. It's important to 
when you're making a connection with a supplier in terms of a rental company to reach out to them and ask them, you know, what are the high demands times during a season for a certain piece of equipment that you might be interested in renting? What's the typical availability? Are they able to meet those demands and understanding that before moving forward? Really, a lot of this comes down to not only knowing your financials, but also knowing yourself personally and if you really want to own a piece of equipment in your business if you are able to spend the time maintaining it and whatnot but ultimately in my own financials uh owning a piece of equipment i'd need to use it for about 33 percent of the days in my week to legitimize owning versus renting it on an ongoing basis and you still would need to think about you know personal objections to owning versus renting uh, i don't like spending time maintaining a piece of equipment i find however that if i don't own a piece of equipment and i'm doing a quote i might try to stretch out or minimize the amount of days that that piece of equipment will be on site and that will cost me in terms of efficiency throughout the duration of that project because maybe I won't have it there for a specific task in that project and I'll end up, um, you know, not having that machine there on site, which will ultimately cost me in the long run. So definitely a, a balancing act in terms of personally, what do you feel you and your business are suited for? Also understanding the space that your business occupies in the market. We've talked about this a couple of times, but that is incredibly important. And understanding if you are ready for project sizes that comes with owning that piece of equipment. Are you ready for growth in your business? Are you prepared for that? Do you have a plan set in place, a marketing plan set in place to attract those customers that you will be going for as you scale up your business? Again, this is not all saying that uh, you should not have a piece of machine or a piece of equipment on a job site to improve your efficiency or to save labor. You definitely should have equipment and machines on your job site, especially in the labor shortage that we're experiencing right now. It definitely saves a lot in terms of that. This isn't a debate about equipment versus no equipment. This is a debate between renting versus owning that piece of equipment and whether that makes financial sense in your business. And if you want to learn more about these topics, there is a article on our website you can check out if you just go to howtohardscape.com and in the search bubble, if you just search rent or own or owning, this article will definitely pop up and you can take a look at everything that goes into these decisions and see a visual of it. You can also check out our budget and estimate spreadsheet that allows you to incorporate your overhead expenses and your labor costs and to set goals in your business in terms of equipment ownership and to budget accordingly and to ensure that you're making back those costs with every quote that's going out. That is howtohardscape.com slash budget to check out that spreadsheet, watch the videos, see if it makes sense in your business. And with that, I just wanna say thank you for listening to today's podcast episode. Again, this had a lot of 
moving pieces in it and i'd be interested to hear your feedback in terms of what goes into your decision to rent or to own a piece of equipment i try to ask this on our i am a hardscaper series interviews to especially in the roundtables to understand more about what goes into other people's thoughts in their business a lot of varying opinions on this so a lot of great uh, feedback if you go back and listen to those roundtables, if you go back to listen to those I'm a Hardscaper interviews with other hardscapers to get a much more broad uh, understanding of this topic. And we'd love it if you subscribe to our podcast, left us a rating and review. This really helps us to get more traction with this podcast, get it out there into more people's ears, and to also attract more great guests coming onto the show. We've got a lot of great episodes lined up for 2021. We look forward to meeting with you next week on the How to Hardscape podcast.